on the whistle is your virtual online bri welcome 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 to our show and today we can't wait to get into it we've got one of the best coaches in south african football's history that's right the four-time premier soccer league winning coach Gavin Hunt is joining my friend and my co-conspirator, Courtney Fries, today. You might remember him. He won the Premier League at Manning Rangers. But today we get to sit down with a man who will probably go in South Africa's Football Coaching Hall of Fame. Gavin Hunt, welcome to the show. Where are you calling us and calling in today from? I'm calling out there. The place is called Ebay. Port Elizabeth. Hey! <laughs> Beautiful hey, place here. Yeah. I'm actually looking at the sea right now. Beautiful. Waves are coming in. What a city. Been here three weeks. Uh, really beautiful here. Now, Gavin, you're, you're obviously coaching Chipper United at the moment. And, you know, what we say to everyone when they come onto the show, we're a virtual bride. That's what On The Whistle is. But yeah. you've broken that rule, but I'm going to allow you to break that rule. What, what, are, you, <laughs> what are you eating for dinner tonight? <laughs> hey, like a le- Durban lamb curry. Hey. Ah! <laughs> From Chatsworth. From Chatsworth. <laughs> well, Courtney, since you said Chatsworth, that's your old stomping ground. Um, yeah. Why don't you catch me? Gordon, Gordon used to be very touchy about that, but uh, I knew a lot of people in Chatsworth pre-match meal, lamb curry. Hey, the mighty maulers. The mighty maulers. <laughs> so, Gavin, I'm going to kick off with our first question at the moment. You know, um, what is it like living in PE? You've lived in Joburg for so many years. You've had the opportunity of living in Cape Town. What is PE life like for you? Well, it's very similar to what I've been used to all my life. I mean, I've been in Johannesburg oh, 22 years now coaching. Um, uh, and yeah, I've just been in PE now three weeks. Um, it's pretty much very similar to Cape Town where I was born. You know, I was born by the sea, grew up... Um, you know, with the seaside, and um, yeah, it's fantastic. The facilities are great here. Obviously, the team needs a lot of work. I've gone from the top to the bottom, right to the bottom. Um, it's going to be a huge ask. It's the toughest job I've ever had in my career. There's no doubt about it. But um, what the hell? You know, instead of sitting on my backside doing nothing, um, I took the challenge on um, to start next week. We still got so many things to put in place. So it's going to be sort of learning on your feet again, and. Um, Taking one step forward at a time, that's pretty much all I can do. There's no, it's not too much forward thinking here and forward planning because of the situation. So we're going to try and get as, as many points as we can and, and go from there. Gavin, Chipper United trying to establish themselves in the PSL. Uh, they're not one of the juggernauts that you've managed in the past. Supersport United made Wits University a, a, a league challenging team and Cave Chiefs. What is the challenge like and the opportunities like with this team? Well, as I said, it's totally different to what I'm used to. You know, obviously the caliber of player, and let's be honest and straight, is not as is not as what I've been used to working with. Um, but I mean that it also takes me back and, and sort of what's the word, Re- try and reinvent myself a little bit again, you know, get the hunger back and get in the training ground. I mean, I've been in the training ground for three weeks. You know, we're doing things that I'm thinking that should be automatic, which is not so, you know. It takes you back and and let's try and um, let's try and turn water into wine or wine into water, whatever which way you want to look at it, you know? <laughs> and and see if we can get the best out of it. You know, um, it's not going to be easy. I mean, we we certainly um, lacking in a lot of areas. But you know, I went to Black Leopards Leopards twenty years ago and there was nothing there. 
and we made a team there and we ended up in the top eight. We were second at halfway, which was, I mean, unbelievable. And then, um, you know, it was unbelievable. That, 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 that story was an unbelievable story. But we could do it again. Yes, why not? You know, I've got a good team around me. I brought some people with me that, that have been with me before. I think that's the most important thing. Know how I work, what I like, what I don't like, and, and we go from there. Yeah. You, having been at these big teams in the past, Supersports United, Kaiser Chiefs, Vitz University, the expectation was always around silverware. So what is your expectations with Chipper United this coming season? Win the next game. <laughs> as, as simple as that. Simple as that. Um, it, 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 you know, I brought, we've got one or two in that will give us short-term solutions. I know that. They can help us get to where we want to get to. And then I've signed three, four players, which is my, my craziness, which are fantastic prospects. I've seen a boy here at 17. I think he'll be the next Benny McCarthy. I found him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he'll be sensation. I just got to give him a little bit of time now and he'll be sensation. So, you know, I mean, but most managers that come to Chipper don't think long term. I mean, they've had 29 managers in eight years. So, um, if we can last three, four games, we'll do all right. <laughs> no, but I mean, listen, um, it's a, everything's here. The structure, they've got a great facility. It's a great city, one team in the city. I mean, it's a big draw card here. And uh, it should be a success. You know, it should be. It should be. They've got a lot of support from the government and the, the municipalities and things like that. So, we, we, but you just need, you need a little bit of time to sort the team out in terms of the structure and get, and get, it, and get your spine sorted and, and then we can go from there, you know? Gavin, I have to ask you, who's the next Benny McCarthy? Tell us about him. He's a young boy from the township, yeah. Um, I don't want to even give his name. I can't even spell his name, so I wouldn't be able to tell you. Um, he's, a, he's a boy that's come, you know, and... and, and Got a hold of him and whew, I was amazed when I saw him three weeks ago. So, and in three weeks, he's improved like no end, which they will do because they're so young and, and put him in a good environment with the training and, you know, which is going to test him in the training. Um, he's got a big chance. I'm not saying he'd be as good as Benny McCarthy, but I'm just trying to give you a 17-year-old when I saw Benny at 17. I think this, this boy, I always say when you look for a player, you've got to have a player that you can think you can play in Europe. You know, he's got to have the characteristics. I mean, you're not going to get everybody, but you've got to have the characteristics wherever he plays. This boy's a little winger. Um, you know, he could certainly play inside as, as, as he got a little bit more game intelligence. But he'll come. He'll come. Gavin, you're obviously a well-established coach. Um, you've won the league several times. And you even led Kaiser Chiefs to qualify for the CAF Champions League final. And ahead of that game, we actually spoke to Pizzo Mosamane, who's one of your arch rivals in South Africa. Um, <laughs> and I wonder if that Vitz win when you stopped the raging, rampaging Sundowns machine was one of your highlights. But I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get to talking that in a minute. But when we spoke to Pizzo, and, and you guys are, are fierce rivals and fierce competitors, um, at the end of the game, he actually said to us that um, he was really upset that he wasn't coaching against you in the final. And um, he thought Chiefs were out of order not to let you see the club through. I'm actually going to play you a clip just so you can hear what he said, what came from, 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 uh, from Pito's mouth, so you believe me. So I'm just going to cue that up and play that for you now. Let me know if you can hear this. A season that, is, that you cannot, that's very unpredictable. You know, they've lost the coach who put them in the, 
in the semifinal. He came all the way, he gave them the semifinal, and 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 they said the coach. Uh, I think he was very sad also to lose, to to be sacked when there's a cup final to be played. You know, I feel sorry. Uh, as a coach, I feel sorry for him. It's a, it's a situation of uh, Spurs second Mourinho was already qualified for the final. It's very sad for coaches. I mean, why don't you let the guy finish the final? And is it that bad that you have to take him out before the final? That doesn't sound good, to be honest. I'm talking on behalf of the coaches. Yeah. Gavin, what's that like when you hear one of your fiercest rivals say that? Well, I mean, I... I... Let's just go back a little bit. I think we've got uh, this great respect there, you know, um, between us. I mean, uh, you know, we, we won't sort of um, pass each other by without having a word. You know what I mean? There's not, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, if you look at the coaches, there's a lot of animosity sometimes, especially in the local league here. Yeah. There's not a lot of handshakes, not a lot of chat. I like to talk good or bad, you know. I mean, you don't have to talk after the game, but before the game. And he's one of the guys, and I've always respected him for that. Um, you know, he's done unbelievably well, um, you know, where he's got to, especially from where he's come. Um, but um, the jobs, you know, certainly Sundowns did a great job there, changed that club, turned that club upside down. I think the signings were, if you look before he came, they were done pretty much by, I don't know who, but I mean, he came in, he signed the players that he wanted and obviously proved them right and won many league titles. And they won the Champions League, which is a great achievement. Um then to go to a club like Lalachli, which is the biggest on the continent, that's an unbelievable move, dream move. You've got the best team in the continent, uh, one of the biggest clubs, biggest supported clubs. Um, and uh, he's unbelievable to win two Champions League. So he's really, really, you've got to admire him, what he's done. I mean, you know, um, you've got to really be thick-skinned to go to those clubs, especially Lalachli, because you're going to get a lot of abuse from ex-players like I've seen. It's, it's really out of order. Uh, but he's proved them all wrong and... Um, I'm sure you will keep proving them wrong. So my hat goes off to him, you know, fair play to him because um, uh, he's been given the tools. Sometimes coaches get given the best and don't do anything with them or don't achieve. And he's been given the best and achieved. So fair play to him, you know, fair play to him. Fair play. And certainly um, when I get to see him, we'll get to see him. We'll bump each other somewhere. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell him that to his face as well. Gavin, I just... Um... I just want to also just touch on it. That was two days out from the Champions League that we interviewed Pizzo. And for him first to make the time to talk to us was great, but to bring you in and talk about how he was hurt about you not being there is just a testimony of the man. Uh, yeah, he, he's, been a great, he's been a great supporter of the local coaches, which we all have, you know. I mean, there's nothing against bringing foreign coaches into a country. I mean, you look all over the world, it happens, but... Uh, he was a big, ad, you know, he was on the forefront of the, I was a little bit before him, you know, uh, in terms of a good few years. But when he came in, um, you know, uh, he's done an unbelievable job with Supersport, got to all those finals, uh, then, go to, uh, then go to the national teams. And, you know, obviously the national team will leave a little bit of a, his heart a little bit sore because I don't think he maybe got a fair chance there. I mean, like most of the coaches, well, you know, and he never got a fair chance there. I think they could have kept him there. Um, and he would have proved them wrong as well, I think, you know, so, but I always said, coaching national teams needs older coaches, you don't need, it. I mean, I'm in nearly 60, but I'm still too young, I think, you need an older guy, because then you're not working every day, you're working once every three months, and for three days, and then working, you're more selective, you've got to have the eye to see what you are, and what you want to do, and what you want, to do. and I thought maybe that job was, if I'm, if I'm honest with Pitts, I think it was maybe 
he took it because he was in there, but I mean, I, now's the time to go back in there, you know, at, when he gets a bit older, you know what I'm saying? Because he's got much more experience now, that's for sure. And I'm sure he'll do it differently, but um, unbelievable uh, career so far. And you can't take it away from the man, which I always say, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, as I said, I can only tip my hat to the man and, um, and may he long continue. I'm sure if he gets a move now, his next move's got to go into Europe because he's close now. You know, Kevin, you, you, you talk about the final. Um, he speaks about the final. What are your feelings about that final? Do you actually sit there feeling, you know what, I should have been given a chance to manage this team through that game? Well, I don't look at it like that. All I can say is huge disappointment. Um, you know, people don't understand what I went through. Uh, we went through four qualifying games to get into a group. Now, you don't understand. We had to go to Cameroon. We won there. We had to go to Angola, Premier Augusta, which is one of the biggest teams on the continent. We beat them there in Angola. We came here, we drew, drew. And then we had to get into a group and then get out of the group, which we did. And then we won the first qualify, uh, quarterfinal. And people say, oh, you lost 3-0 to Simba. Well, I luckily lost there to Simba. You know, we beat Simba 4-0 at home. And I always say to people, because, you know, the, the second pretty much came off to the 3-0 loss to Simba, but we went through. Uh, and, and if it was the other way around and we lost 3-0 in Simba and came home and won 4-0, people would have been ecstatic, wouldn't they? They would have been over the moon, but we did it the other way around. And we always knew it was going to be tough there. So, you know, when they pulled the plug, I was obviously hugely disappointed because obviously, you know, I mean, you can, there's, there's all things you can say about it, but hugely disappointed because, yeah, just, you know, you don't very often get into that situation, especially to get through what we got through. You know, getting that Playing another, how many games did we play? Two, four, six in the, in, the, in, the, in the group. Played four, played 12 games to get there, you know. And obviously they got through um, against a very poor wide Casablanca side. Even though we lost 4-0 there in Burkina Faso, I mean, the three mistakes came from one player, uh, you know. I mean, one player made three mistakes and then they gave a penalty, which hit the guy's head. So we lost 4-0, fair play. But we beat them 1-0 here. So, you know, people... <laughs> It's a to go in there is a very difficult situation, and on top of trying to do better in the league, and we weren't having a very good league season. But you know, to make the top eight, you know, with the squad of players, we know they need a total revamp and a revamp, and that was it. You know, that was it. Kevin, you know, Kaiser Chiefs is one of the biggest brands, let alone teams in the country. Um, it's the biggest. It's the biggest. It's the biggest club in the country. No and, doubt about it. Manage them must be a real difficult thing. What was the experience like taking on the job, uh, coming with the support you had? For example, Dylan Shepherd moves with you to be part of your technical team. What was it like taking on this position? Well, it, it was in a. It was in a totally, totally different uh, context to any coach coming in. Firstly, the COVID. Everybody's suffering with COVID. But I came in two weeks before the start of the season. Two weeks. We have a total ban on players. You know, the team the year before came ninth. They lost to a second division team in the in a in a um, in the cup final. They hadn't won a trophy. I think they haven't won a trophy in six seven years. The team needed a revival. It needed some new blood, fresh legs. So what we did was we saw all the players they've got now were signed. We signed all those players. Obviously, Cole was on the list. Uh, okay, Dolly wasn't on the list, the ones that come in. But everybody else was on the list. And we signed five of them, and then we had to loan them out because they were all coming in. 
they would have, you just, I mean, if you watch last weekend's game, it's like a totally different team because there's a revival, there's an there's a energy in the team. The, the greatest man in the world always said, and I had lunch with him once, he said to me, never, get a, never let a team get old together. And I think that's what happened, you know, and, and I came in there and obviously, um, you know, everybody stays, you know, and um, um, try to get the best out of what we had. We did okay. We won some, we proved that we beat Pirates, we beat Sundowns. Sundowns lost one game the whole year and we beat them, you know. We got to the semi-final of it when I, when I left, I got to the semi-final. Um, so, you, we're a team of that, where the team was, to go on two fronts, I mean, like it was said, let's get out the first round of the Champions League and, and come six in the league, you know. And I felt, let's do better in the Champions League and the league, you know, will go again. But I mean, we couldn't go on two fronts for the squad of players we had. We couldn't. We were traveling, coming back, playing. We couldn't. There was no chance. The team didn't have that. And it was just about getting through the season. And they got to the final, which is an unbelievable achievement. Um, came eighth. Yeah. And now the big revival will come. And, and I'm guaranteed they'll have a very, very good season because all those players obviously were. Yeah. Gavin, there's something that I find strange. And listen, it's up to you to whether you want to answer it. If you come with your team, your technical team, to a club, should they not leave with you? <laughs> and you know what I'm trying to say here, Kevin? Because... No, no. I, 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 yeah, I'm not going to... Uh, because the loyalty is to the manager. Unless there was a conversation between the manager and the technical team that, listen... If you're going to be provided the opportunity, like Bobby Robson did for Mourinho back in the day at Barcelona, was there that type of conversation? Um, I don't think I need to go there, Courtney. Um, because you know me, Courtney. My problem, you know, the problem with me, Courtney. I tell the truth, and the truth in football, people don't like the truth. So I, I'm not a I'm not a uh, I'm not a person that's all about perception and put, you know make create a perception. I'm not that. I'm I'm authentic. I'm a straight guy. I, I like to tell the truth. And there were a lot of discussions behind the scenes that went on. And um, yeah, that's it. You know. So these things happen. Uh, we move on. Fantastic club. Great opportunity. Was it a fair? No, maybe not. But you know, I can. That's. They, obviously, they will, people will look differently at that. And let me move on. And um, uh, I, I thank the chairman for the experience. Um, you know, me and the chairman certainly could have maybe been a bit closer, you know, all these type of things. Um, but, yeah, that is what it is. And um, it's a great, I mean, it's an unbelievable setup. That team should be winning, winning the league with sundowns. It should be, it should be Chiefs, sundowns every year. And they should be minimum, minimum for me in the semi-final of the Champions League every year, um, that club. So where they go to from next year, and but the team will definitely improve the signings, obviously, as I said, you know, um, those are all lot my recommendations. So they will very, they'll do well and they'll add a new breath of fresh air with the experience that they've got. Uh, and I'm sure they'll do very, very well, very, very well. Gavin, we talk about the Giants of the game. And really, when you look at the continent, 
outside of the Premier Soccer League, it's North Africa where you have the Giants, you've got the Alakhlis, you've got the Zamaleks, you've got the Raja Casablancas, the Wida Casablancas, you've got all those amazing teams. And Pizzo was of the opinion that somebody of your coaching experience and talents would be able to coach in North Africa and coach those Giants. Have you ever considered going up north? Is that something you'd be open to? Well, I mean, I've been saying this for the last 10 years. Um, when I never got the national team job in 2010, uh, just after around about that time, we, I mean, I've been to three. I was, I was really, but uh, not, no, 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 that's not the word. I was upset about it. Of course, I thought that was the right time, you know, but even though I was younger, uh, from that perspective, no. But it was, you know, the national team, I just felt it was the right time. And anyway, that's when I felt I should have gone. But there was nothing available. And people can talk and say you want to go. You know, the problem is with coaches. You're not like a player. A player can go on trial. They can look at you. A coach can only go with a CV. And coaches work on what you, somebody knows somebody that knows somebody. Uh, you know, that's how it works. Um, so there wasn't much really available. Um, but certainly for me, I would definitely love to experience another culture of, of, of mentality, um, you know, whatever, anyway. And Pizzo has done that. So if he, you know, that's why I said, unbelievable what he's done. So that's something I would live. I'm still young enough to go and I would go, you know, if I get a chance, I'd like to do it. Certainly, you know, certainly. certainly. Well, it's great to hear that you're open to going there because your, your CV certainly speaks for itself. You built the dynasty at Supersport when you won three titles on the trot. For me, I remember it well because I was covering Premier Soccer League football in South Africa for E News at the time. So oh, yes. whenever Supersport rolled into town, you knew what the <laughs> result was going to be. It was going to be attacking football, crosses in the box, attack, 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 put teams under pressure. Um, that was what we saw from the press box. But when you look back at that dynasty you built at Supersport, what were the keys to the success behind it, Gavin? Well, I think the keys to success is certainly, I mean, I took over from Pizzo and I took over a lot of those players that he had there. So I think his, his, his view of playing football has maybe changed the last few years. But I think back then, he, he, came, he, he was very much into the, was, uh, we had Feyenoord, which is connected to uh, Supersport. And I think he, as a young coach, he was very uh, into the, the Dutch way of playing. He's changed, he's mellowed, I think, not, I wouldn't say mellowed, but he's changed the way he wants to play the game. Not so much with wingers. I think Carlos Pereira changed him a little bit, where it's the fullbacks now more. Um, so when I took over from him, it was right up my alley. When they interviewed me, I said to him, I said to Stan uh, Matthews, who, by the way, is certainly behind the scenes. I said, Stan, I won the league with this team. And I think they came, this was last year, they came seventh, I think, I'm not sure, seventh. And he said to me, are you joking? I said, we'll win the league. We need this, 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 and this, and we'll win the league. We, we need a one or two, and we got one or two in. And we won the league. Um, I said, because, the, you know, all it needed was a, a little bit of tweak here and there, which we did, and, uh, and but carry on, you know, what Pizzo had in terms of wide players, uh, wingers, um, you know, nines and tens more, you know, um, those type of things. And, and it was there. But it just, as I said, we need a little bit of defensive, whatever. I mean, I don't want to get too involved in it. And um, we were up and running. It wasn't a great start. <laughs> I was being sacked after five games. We were bottom of the league. Uh, and we ended up winning the league. Yeah. Something that we like to do on our podcast, and remember, we're around the braai. 
Courtney and I eating ribs. We're eating steaks. We're eating burravos. You're eating a curry, which is great. Not gonna, not gonna chew you out for that. But give us one of those untold stories from those super sport years that we haven't heard. I'm a little bit at the box sometimes. I'm a little bit off the, over, the, over the top of the edge, whatever you want to call it, in my thoughts. Because I think sometimes it's not all about the football. Um, and after the five games, I was having a few problems with one or two players. But I knew from the start that, I, you know, they got to go. They got to go. Anyway, I got this brainwave because we had come styled right with the rugby. Remember come styled right? Where they took the a highly players. controversial camp where they huge uh, controversial. Yeah. yeah, I said I'm gonna, I said I'm gonna take these players and come to style draft. They, wow. Said, what? wow, hold on, hold on. That, that's that's With, pretty old school, isn't it? Because camp style draft was something that was, that was highly controversial. Was it under? Was it, it under was hugely controversial. It was under Bruno Strauli. Bruno Strauli, the Natal coach, he killed yes. us in Natal. That man with his rugby he played. Goodness. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, come style draft, they took guns and. They, were firing guns over them and they, exactly they made them, and it was they made they take and strip them and it was a little bit yeah. you know but I wanted to come style right in the same context of trying to get this thing to work together anyway we I take them in the bush we're going for one night so we, we I have a whole interview with this army soldier I said listen this team they're full of sugar honey iced tea this team I said uh, I need to we need to sort them out I said to him I'm not going to tell you who the problem ones are he said don't leave it to me I said, what are you going to do? So they did like a, they arrived there. They take all their clothes off. They get a shirt and they get a paintbrush and they paint seven, eight, nine, ten. And you get, you get named, your name is seven, you number eight. They just, they don't, there's no names. So they, there was, a, we had maybe, I don't know, 30. So they made them do a five kilometer with telephone poles in the bush. They ran five kilometers. So obviously really they were huge outright. Anyway, then they made them um, go through a river. Now, if you know South Africans, they don't like swimming. They went through a river and they had to carry these five. There was a, then they gave them a drumstick and a match and one piece of flint and a boiled egg for the night. That was it. And they left them in the bush, no tent, nothing. It was huge uproar. Anyway, cut long story short, left them there. The next day they came back. They were so peed at me like I'm the worst thing ever. And, and the report, the guy did a report at the end of the two days. And he said, number seven, number eight, number nine, they're the problem ones. They were the same ones that were causing all the problems in the team. I went to Stan. There was a I said, Stan, these guys are causing all the problems. You've got to get them out. Yeah, but I said, I told you. These are, and, and now this army guy told you. They didn't want to work in the... So it was all... It was, it, you know, the, if, you don't, if you don't understand, I went to the army because we all had to go to the army. Uh, it, it's called mental, mental toughness. We ended up winning the league. Now, was it because of that? I don't know. There was no football. It was just, I had to change the whole mentality. Everything had to change. And we got those three guys out. And we were five games, five points, and we won the league. So I don't know. Was it right? Was it wrong? I don't know, you know? I mean, nowadays, they take them paintball shooting and go-kart racing and nah, nah. Other, people say, oh, you need to build a team spirit. A team, the only time you test a team spirit is when you're losing or we've lost. Then you test team spirit. So let's not go about uh, team building exercises and all that nonsense. You, you, let's learn when you're losing. And we learned. And then we you turn it around. <laughs> so there's a story. No, no, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking to myself, our pre-season at Rangers used to be, Gordon used to take us to the South Coast and we used to just run. <laughs> that was it. 
just run at, and that was it nothing creative nothing fashionable running you were basically 800 meter athletes <laughs> yeah but it's not the running it's more the mental toughness it's not the run so people think oh you're running we're running we're running no 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 it's more it's like we were in Stellenbosch now for a week and I trained the players three times a day hopper six ten o'clock and four o'clock by the third day sec by the second day finish and we got seven days in a row they act and then so what happens what happens the tougher ones come through the togetherness comes through you know now you start seeing you know what you want to see and then the complaints and the ones you get on with it those are the ones you know when the season starts i can rely on him so when i grew up in the eighth spot when we trained in the 80s 90s, 70s 80s 90s it was all running there was no balls it was like that was football was like that so we ran for three weeks mountains hills sand dunes horse track you know it came down on the, on, where the horses run in the thick sand 400s 200s hundreds i mean and we were strong we were fit and we were mentally tough mentally tough you know so yes the game has moved on everything's changed diets we used to eat steak before a game i mean are you joking the beans on toast now there's pastas and salads and water pit period water what crap is all this you know what i mean are they better i don't think so I, I, I have to ask you, Gavin, because you're a throwback to the old school right here. And um, one of the things when we look at an international manager who's an icon like uh, Jose Mourinho, um, there's been a lot of criticism around his current methods with younger players. Um, I'm not really going to ask you to comment on that, but more from the perspective of you've been coaching for a long time. How have you had to evolve the ways you do things? Or are you still doing things the same way you did them when you first got involved in football? I'll tell you this much. If I had to handle the players like I handled them 30 years ago, and I, I was handled, I maybe have one or two left in the squad today. They'll go, they'll walk. The way I was handled as a player, and the way I, my first, when I first came in to handle players, you, today you've got no chance. So I've had to change. I've had to evolve. I've had to, I would say, upgrade your, there's nothing to, there's, well, there's too much, there's too much, um, uh, analysts now and uh, computers and the game doesn't change. What needs to change, people have changed because all the youngsters now are on, I mean, I don't go on Twitter and all this nonsense. I don't want to know social media. I'm, I'm a face, but everything's changing. So the people are different. You have to change. Do I ever change my methods? Totally. I've never ever mellow. Yes. But not to the point where there's a football mistake. I'm still going to get on the football mistake and try and improve players um to make them better you know that's that's that'll never change but how we handle the players in terms of uh, everything now um yeah the, the players now would not have lasted they would have no chance no chance i mean when i when the, the way i got spoken to the paint used to come off the wall you know what i'm saying <laughs> was, i got you I, I, i'm intrigued Kevin. I think you'd be great on social media. I think you're so forthright. I think you have such strong opinions. I think maybe you'd have to write a tweet, let it sit for two hours, and then maybe post it. But um, but but I, posted, I was on Twitter when it first came out. Twitter, I thought let me have, let me let me have a try at this Twitter. Man United were playing, and and Man United lost on the day three or four 0 And all I said was, Man United have got to sort the back four out. Oh my God. Did I get abuse? Did I get abuse? I got abused left, right, and center. 
who the hell do you, and then not like that, but bad. I thought, no, nah, I can't make comments. And all I said was, they've got to sort their back for her, which was a, a genuine comment, you know? So I, I went off Twitter. And obviously, they do get a little bit personal because I think in today's world, people can sit behind computers and write emails and sit behind cell phones and send messages where the true people of the world, they can't face you anymore and stand up to you. It's not about having a fight. It's about saying what you think and, and putting to bed and moving on to, to make the place a better place. And I think in football, that doesn't happen enough. You do, you're working through agents where the old days, I used to get called in the manager's office or I call a player in and sort it out. And, and that's it. And that was the end of it. Now it's agents and I need to speak to my mother. Are you joking? Or your father? Are you joking? Please. I'm your father. I'm your mother. You know what I mean? You know? Let's, you know, let's go. Let's do this thing properly. So it's, it's, it's the, the world has changed and I've had to change as a manager, as a coach. I've had to give a little bit off as well. Um, give a little bit away. You know, yes, I want to put my footprint on it and my stamp on it, but you've had to let coaches come in and I mean, my days, we never had a goalkeeping coach. We were the goalkeeping. Shooting, crossing, the goalkeeper had a workout. You know what I mean? Nowadays, you've got goalkeeping coaches. You've got fitness coaches. The coach was the fitness coach. Nowadays, you've got dietitians. You've got analysts. I always say these analysts, they tell you everything. Ba 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 ba. Then I'll say, okay, so what, do you, what must we do? They can't tell you. because they, But they're good on the computers. And, and when the game is on, they'll say, well, they're going here, they're going there. So what must we do? They can't tell you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not saying they are part of the game. We need to analyze opposition, blah, blah, blah. But if I could, the old method of sending a scout who I trust and he can watch a game and you'll come back with more information on everything, you know, what, from a football perspective. I mean, we'll do analyze, we'll analyze a team, analyze them and watch them. And, and then we get there on the Saturday and the guy who we analyze, he's not playing. And then what happens? Now what happens? Now what do we do now? We get the team sheet an hour before. Now what happens? Oh, oh, there you go. So now I've got to think of my feet. No, now we're going to do this or whatever. So, you know, the game is, as much as it's improved, as much as it's gone forward, we've got to be very careful. Football has got to lead science. Science can't lead football. Sorry, that's my opinion. And, and what's happened in the world, science, it's, it's all science now. But science can't tell you when your left back is playing five meters too narrow or five meters too wide or, you know, he's not close enough or that, that, that can't tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.